the Buzzer Podcast. All music. Worldwide music started in local music scenes. Underground, independent, unsigned talent. Music you choose to hear, not the music mainstream tells you to hear. Hosted by Shay, the Buzzer Podcast is a Canadian broadcast connected to artists around the globe. Hey, y'all. I am Shay. This is the Buzzer Podcast on Air Indie, from iPad to yours over the airways. Today on the show, we feature Velvet Starlings, a 60s-infused garage rock and roll band from Los Angeles and the beach cities of Southern California. Lead singer, guitarist, and organ player Christian Gisborne is our guest. With a dynamic stage presence, the music of this man puts him in the lead seat in the neo-psychedelic garage rock scene on the West Coast. You'll enjoy the show. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Hi, Christian. How are you doing? I am doing pretty good. How are you doing, Shay? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to have you on the podcast talking about your full-length debut album, Technicolor Shakedown. Yeah, we're excited, or I am excited to be here. Yeah, it's it's great that you could be here. It's great that you could be here. I, I went down the rabbit hole on the band's music today on YouTube prior to us speaking. Oh, my God, man, I love your band. Thanks so much. I love it. Like, <laughs> definitely, definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I'd only seen the uh, two releases that you had sent me that are coming out on the album, but I went through uh, the YouTube channel and I'd recommend anybody out there to hop on their YouTube of uh, the Velvet Starlings. It's incredible. To start off, we're going to do some music trivia. Who produced Michael Jackson's Bad? Ooh, wouldn't it have been a, what's his face? Oh my gosh, I, I know his name. Come on, Quincy Jones, right? You got it right, oh, okay, babe. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for participating in our trivia. So tell us a bit about your background. How did you become part of the music scene? Okay, so it all, we'll start at the very beginning. When I was six years old, I got like super, super, super into the Beatles. They were okay. like, like I had a, a regiment where I would get home from school and uh, just listen to them for hours. And, you know, sometimes I pretended to be sick to not go to school and listen to the Beatles while everyone was at school. But anyway, from that, I ended up getting really into listening to music and then started playing guitar and uh, eventually, you know, playing covers at the farmer's market and uh, trying to make a quick buck to go down to Toys R Us and buy some Lego. And uh, eventually started playing shows and uh, finding like-minded people. And uh, a couple, I think a year and a half ago, it's going to be two years in September now, actually. I met Foster and Hudson, who were brothers, at a Cage the Elephant show. And, okay. Uh, it just worked out, and their favorite bands are my favorite bands, and uh, we've been playing together ever since. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, actually, on the Lego thing, uh, the video for uh, she said she said included the Lego. 
Yeah, that's actually yeah. <laughs> funny how that. That's an incredible how video. That out, uh, yeah. Because that was made at the height of COVID when everything was sketchy and, you know, if you went out and hung out with your friends even, you'd get canceled on the internet because it was one of those things where you really just cannot, we got to be social distancing. So with Foster and Hudson, we didn't even really want to get together to make the music video, just the three of us. So the only way to be able to have them in the video was to make Lego versions of them in stop motion. Uh, and it worked out sort of, it's a, it's a very DIY video. I, I made it with my iPhone. Uh, one thing about stop motion is you can be there for five hours and get like two seconds of footage. So luckily uh -huh. I learned about, you know, we, cartoons, they've done it forever since they started where you, you know, you could either sit there and make a, a drum hitting and, and do all the things and take thousands of photos or you could just get one shot of someone moving their hand down and slightly up and then loop it four times or 24 times and it looks like it's happening. And when you realize that all you got to do is just loop something, speed it up or slow it down, then it gets easier. Uh -huh. and I, kinda, it was, I, I never took a, a class on it or anything, so it's kind of shaky and weird looking, but uh, I'm excited for it to come out. That's good. It's good. And your music, 60s-infused garage rock. Yes, we are definitely big fans of, you know, The Doors. Uh, the Who is like the band that all of us agree on is like the best freaking band. But I wouldn't go as far as to call them psychedelic. But uh, all the 60s rock bands, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, the Animals, they, they can get... Yeah, we're big fans of Organs. I think Organs would be considered pretty psychedelic like to have one on it mm -hmm. even if it's you know like back of the train our first single there's not a ton on the song but you can hear them you know in the background every once in a while well you can definitely see that in your music and you know what one of my favorite bands is the oh, doors nice. yeah it said that was my band back oh. <laughs> a while back yeah i love them yeah. i love them that was the reason oh yeah, you know you got you got <laughs> No, that was the reason why. Oh no, I was I was just I I interrupted you. I was just gonna say that like uh, Ray Manzarek, he's like the reason I started playing keys. Uh, like when I I my aunt got me a, a Nord Electro Five keyboard and it had like all the sounds for Break on Through and Riders on the Storm, and I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. I was going to ask you that because in Karmic Lemonade, you're playing the yes. keys. And actually, what happened, yeah. uh, I, I was never supposed to be playing keys in Velvet Starlings, but uh, we were on tour. I, I play the keys on the record, but we had a keyboard player. Uh -huh. But uh, she, for same with the drummer, actually, for reasons of, you know, college and stuff, right in August, school started back up and they had to take a break from playing but we had a, a tour in Sweden and the UK lined up. So uh, mm -hmm. I, we ended up doing all the shows as a two piece. And instead of just, you know, ignoring the organ parts, uh, we brought the Nord with us and I just used the sustain pedal and I'd like, you know, drone an E string and then play a solo over it on the organ or, you know, use the sustain pedal and drone the E note and then play guitar over it. And uh, it ended up helping a lot. 
with the show is to keep the the Velvet yeah. Starling sound because when it's just a guitar and drums, you kind of lose the '60s shakedown appeal. A hundred percent. Yeah. So you play the keys and the guitar. Yeah, that's one of the things. Lot because uh, a lot of band uh, until like Jack White, I don't think a lot of people were doing that. But once people saw that, you know, it can be done, a lot of people have started taking that up upon themselves. Yeah, I was impressed. I was impressed. The first track we're going to listen to is a title track. Technicolor Shakedown. We talked a bit about the video. It's insane. I loved it. It was very amusing. I actually was listening to it and watching it at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty upbeat for 5 a.m., but it, it got me moving, man. I love it. Can you tell me a bit about the song? So Technicolor Shakedown, that song is all about, you know, the feeling of trying to get back to live music and cause it was made right at the height of COVID and uh, you know, the best it got was watching people on YouTube and, and live streams of all these artists playing acoustic and uh, just, mm-hmm. you know, getting ready, preparing and remembering what it was like and being excited about what it's about to be like in the next year. And here we are. Um, shows are, shows are coming back. So yeah, definitely is strong. Let's hope it doesn't get shut down again. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to take Technicolor Shakedown for a spin right now. Awesome. Turn it up and 
I love the track. You really, uh, the message that you wanted to send really comes out, especially in the yeah. video. So we're coming up to the next track. She said, she said. Yeah, it's very fun. So you did all the Lego animation? Yeah, the Lego animation. Uh, that's all for my collection. <laughs> uh, no way. Yeah. How big is oh it? Oh my gosh. Um, it's kind of like, I'll have to send you some photos. I try and keep it under wraps for... Uh, you know, don't want people to think I'm too much of a nerd, but uh, it's it's, a, it's a, a pretty it's a pretty big collection. I'll have to send you some photos. Yeah. It's all. I'd love to it's see years them. and years. No, I love to see them. I started when I was like five. So, wow, wow. I wonder if you, did your uh, parents have to always walk around with shoes? Oh uh, well, luckily, when I was like six, yeah, I liked there was Lego on the floor. But I quickly became, you know, very protective and, you know, don't let people touch unless, you know, I can trust them. <laughs> yeah, well, some of the Lego in the video is pretty vintage. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't really have anything that goes past my age. Of, you know, I was born in 2003. So, uh, I mean, people will, you know, they'll say, oh, the coolest Lego. Lego came out in the 90s, but if I'm going to be honest, Lego kind of sucked until, like, like it kind of worked out that it started getting really cool right when I was, like, a toddler. So, before that, there weren't really a lot of big licensed brands, like Lego Star Wars or Lego Pirates of the... Like, now they have Lego Beetles, the Yellow Submarine and stuff like that. They're, they're totally branching out. We're living in a great time for Lego. But, uh, oh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's going to be played next, which was pretty awesome. Can you tell us the backstory behind the song? Yes. Yeah, so that song, that is, uh, that's like the first song we went in to record. And uh, the Lego video, uh, part of that, we talked about for a second about how, you know, came we, we did the video in COVID because, you know, Foster and Hudson, we weren't able to really hang out because of COVID and social distancing. So okay. they actually sent me like a, a, a Lego stage and kind of hinted at, dude, you know, we know you have the stop motion app. You should make something. And uh, I was like, okay, okay. 
I, I, I made the first like 10 seconds of it. Okay. And then, uh, I, I sat on it for like three months and I was like, this is too much work. And then I found this app that basically turned everything in your screen into like a Lego filter. And then I got some cool lights and it just totally worked out. What was the app? I don't know, actually. <laughs> it, you had to pay for it and I didn't want to pay for it because if you pay for it, you can use like, you know, as much time as you want on it. But if you use the free version, you can only record up to five seconds at a time. Okay. And I, I was able to make it with the free version. And all I would do is basically record it and then use the screen recording feature to get the, like, <laughs> it was a free video to make. So there was yeah. no, no budget at all. Yeah, that's awesome. Fair enough. I do it too. I do it too. That's <laughs> it's, uh, it's incredible. Uh, so we're going to take... She said, she said, for a spin. And then talk a bit more about the band after. Awesome.
So the band's toured internationally and across the United States. Yes. So where have you toured? So our last tour, we uh, did our, our North American U.S. tour. And we played all over. We played uh, in Milwaukee. We played in Chicago. We played all over, like, Tennessee, in Franklin, in Jackson, in Nashville. We played in Lexington, Kentucky, in Carmel, Indiana, and then all over California. Wow. California, like, way too much. In Cal- Wait, we're, we're a California band, and luckily, I, I went to high school in Northern California. Uh, yeah. They were, like, the only high school in California that had Pro Tools. So I was like, okay. We're going to bite the bill. You're not going to go to high school in LA. You're going to go to high school all the way out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I did that. And But I live in LA. So going back and forth for shows and all that. And uh, so basically, we spent a lot of time all over California. So we've kind of been like perpetually touring there my whole life. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah. But our... Uh, <laughs> The same year, 2019, we also, we played in Sweden. Uh, Sweden? Yeah, we, wow. we played uh, all, we played in Tilberga, Örebro, Stockholm, uh, Vosteras. Uh, I'm trying to remember all the different names. Um, but that was a really cool time. And then we went to the UK twice. So uh, we played in Scotland. We played, you know, in Edinburgh. At We played in Glasgow at King Tut's, which was super cool. I was like, yeah, I bet you would have found the U. Yeah. I bet you would have found the UK market very uh, open to your garage rock sound. Yeah. A lot of people, it's cool because in the U S there's so much American sounding music, but when you go to the UK, they don't, there's not like an oversaturation of people doing the, you know, American blues rock meets like, the doors, sixties or like, so people are like, Oh, like, like they like it over there. There's just not a lot of bands doing it. So it's like, Oh cool. This is something to see. Whereas here, Los Angeles, a lot of people are doing this sound. And, uh, good thing that it's like, it's exactly, it's my favorite kind of music, but, uh, but yeah, like uh-huh. I was saying in, in the UK, it was really cool. We got to play at the cavern in Liverpool and uh, we got the photos. Oh, wow. Went the first thing I did was go in, take the photos of it, and then put yeah. the black and white filter over it. <laughs> it oh, looked wow. like the Beatles. It was like, oh my gosh! But uh, that's amazing. Did you tour in Canada? We, I, you know, I've never been to Canada, but Canada is home to some of my favorite bands of all. And uh, I've always wanted to go to Canada to play. Uh, funny. Uh, not a Canadian artist, but Jack White, the White Stripes, their last tour they ever did as the White Stripes, they went all over Canada and they made their movie under the Great White Northern Lights uh, all about their Canadian tour um, because basically the, the second half of their tour was when they broke up as a band and they didn't get yeah. all their U.S. dates. Uh, or uh, yeah, yeah, but in Canada they played, it was like 30 or 40 shows or something and they did all the they they because what they wanted to do is they they never toured in Canada and all these different you know smaller towns but Jack thought you know it wasn't fair that they never got to go there so they made a yeah. full tour of every little detail and you know crossed all their T's and dotted all their I's and that was their last tour but uh, a Canadian bands I'm actually uh, I just got tickets to go see 
Death from Above 1979. Uh, oh, wow. Next week, two weeks, uh, they're coming to town at one of my favorite venues that uh, we're going to be playing actually in a couple in October, but uh, they're playing in September, so I can't wait to see them. Uh, let me think. Uh, a huge Arcade Fire fan. I've seen them live. Uh, I the, the last show I went to before COVID was the New Pornographers in Los Angeles. They're another awesome Canadian band. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we always wanted to go to Canada. Yeah, you should. <laughs> it's a great market. It's a great market. Like rock over there. Like, you know, in the U.S., that, that's the thing. Like in, in Los Angeles, in Orange County, certain spots... Everyone loves rock. Uh, in Los Angeles, there's different scenes, and there's certain places where, you know, rock... Like, one place is not a, a real place, but, you know, on TikTok, on, on the internet... You know, I, I, I was in high school, uh, you know, a couple years ago, and not a lot of people were into rock, so... Places like... In, Can- in, in Canada? No, no, not in Canada, just, just on the, you know... In high school, people... It, high schools oh, okay. across the world. Kids aren't as it, it's not you know in the mainstream like it used to be. But the oh, people okay. who are music fans in Canada, in England, uh, their rock and roll is still a big thing. Yeah, in Canada and in the UK, it's still huge. Exactly. Also in Australia. Yes. Yeah, so never considered going down under. We love Australia. Like I'm saying, you know, we love Canadian bands. We love Australian bands. You're totally right about that. There's a crazy scene going on there, and and like we're talking about oh, the yeah. sound of the the '60s garage psych sound. You know, King Gizzard, psychedelic porn crumpets, all the the flightless records bands. There's so many people coming out of there right now making awesome. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, great bands. You should check out uh, Trent John oh. from Australia. Incredible, Trent incredible. John, I would definitely check. That's awesome, awesome. So you're most active on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram's probably where we're gonna be the most active. If you want to hit us up or you want to see what's newest with us, where we're playing or anything like that. Uh, I think Twitter is kind of, you know, limited in what you can post and the amount of characters you can use. And Facebook, you know, same thing. Although Facebook is, you know, you can get a, a bit more out. Uh, I don't know what else is there. TikTok, TikTok again is the same. They're like the op- TikTok's like the opposite of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> are you on TikTok? We are. Um, wow, but again, that's it's a, cool. a different kind of content depend oh 100 it's 100 but i'm sure a lot of fans are on tiktok and they go check you out is the handle at velvet starling we are lucky and no one has taken the velvet starlings handle on anything so it's just at velvet starlings like you would think and everywhere on youtube on instagram on soundcloud on every possible app that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really love the band sound. Uh, the album, I anticipate a real banger because what I've heard so far is insane. You guys are very talented. Oh, thank you so much for having us, Shay. And uh, I think you'll actually be excited. There, there are some songs on the record that are like, they don't sound like the singles. Okay. <laughs> and before we go, I want you to tell the listeners that and uh, it's also going to be coming out on vinyl at some point. Yes. So actually, 
pre-order link ready to get the shirts and uh, vinyl and all that stuff. Oh, awesome. I'm a big vinyl collector fan, so might be oh, on my Dubai list. We didn't even get into that, but so am I. So am I. COVID turned yeah. me into that. So Yeah, I'm a big vinyl. <laughs> I have my turntable, no bit. Yeah, nice. I've been collecting it for years. So um, thank you very much. Thank you, Shay. Woo. Okay, that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning into the Buzzer Network, sponsored by Buzzroll Media. Thank you to the artists who share their music. Our shows wouldn't happen without their music. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter for showtimes and updates. Subscribe at thebuzzerpod.com. Fans and artists can submit their request to Shay at thebuzzroll.com. Until next time, cheers. <laughs>